Hello, we want to thank today's sponsor, FindMeCandidates.com. Between job boards and social media, it can be a daunting task to determine the best place to post your job opening. And when you are trying to figure that out, we highly recommend FindMeCandidates.com for just $4.99 a month with absolutely no contract. You can get your job listed in the most popular job boards and more importantly in premium placement on those job boards. You can't get this anywhere else. It's an excellent service to get more candidates to fill the position for your company. Go check it out at findmecandidates.com. Welcome to Business Playmakers, the podcast that meets with innovators, trailblazers, and leaders to learn about their experience and what success really means. Hosted by entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. The Business Playmakers podcast is brought to you by Employer Blueprint. Employer Blueprint is focused on developing great leaders and high-performing managers through one-on-one coaching and group workshops. To schedule coaching for you or your team, simply visit EmployerBlueprint.com. How do we know the right people to bring into our business? You know, as we continue to grow, sometimes it can become a real challenge uh, to determine what the next step would look like from a personnel perspective, meaning we know we need to add some people in our business, we know we need to hire someone, um, but uh, we've got to figure out who that might be. One of the, the big mistakes that we find a lot of business owners making is you try to hire people just like you, people that have similar skill sets. Um, and as a business owner, we often think, oh, well, we need to do all of the things that that someone, quote, wouldn't want to do. But, um, but in reality, instead, what we need to focus on is doing the things that we are uh, really good at. Focus on the things that that we have a skill set in, and then let's hire the people that don't have that skill set. And and one of the uh, one of the common roadblocks that we have in this is understanding what our time is really worth, and in truly identifying what our skill set is and what we truly enjoy doing. Um, you've probably heard me talk about it on the show before. When uh, I'll talk about people that will say, you know, well, I, I, I'm, I own this business and I'm really good at sales, but I don't have time for sales, and so I need to hire a good salesperson. But in reality, what you may simply need is a great administrative support person so that you have more time to go out and sell. Um, and so what we typically recommend is you, you want to make sure to um, kind of ask friends and family, ask people that are closely involved. If you have a couple of employees in the business, talk to them about it. If you don't, talk to people that are closest to you uh, in your business and understand your professional skills to find out from them, hey, where am I benefiting this business the most? Um, and if you don't have people like that or if you don't feel like you're getting the feedback you need, reach out to someone uh, from an outside perspective. And, and uh, you know, a company like ours that, that we can just kind of come in from a consultative approach and say, um, you know, ask a few questions to better understand where do you fit in? Where do you have the biggest benefit in this business? Where is your high payoff activity and what do you need to be focusing on? And then therefore, what is the actual need in your business? Not just simply what you want, but what does your business actually need to be able to succeed and to move forward? And we talk about that, uh, 
with today's guest, along with several other things that we that we dive into. But we're going to talk about um, that growth and in building a team and in building a solid team and understanding, uh, you know, that we've got to identify and understand those skill sets of the people that are filling the gaps, our weak spots. And um, so really pay attention to that as, as someone who Today's guest, um, you know, has four businesses, uh, four kids, and figures out how to to have a, a great and healthy work life balance, um, and figures out how to you know get everything done by building great teams around her. So, uh, if you have not done so already, please be sure that you subscribe to the show. If you have any questions please don't hesitate to reach out and let us know and uh, hope you really enjoy today's episode. I want to thank you so much for joining us this week uh, on the show and um, look forward to bringing you some great information from the day's guest um, as we as we dive into some things around her industry, which is in the real estate space, um, but then really some, some very relatable and transferable things for any business and any industry. Um, so we want to welcome our guest, Candace Bax Friesen, and um, uh, look forward to, to being able to share some things. Candace, thanks so much for coming on and, and um, for your willingness to share um, you know, as we get started here, why don't you walk us through your, uh, just kind of your journey, what's your history and experience been like and, and how have you gotten to where you are today? Sure. So, um, out of high school, I was a very driven person and, you know, I knew probably already when I was 12 or 13 that I wanted to become an accountant, like my aunt who, um, was a real, a real role model for me. And I wasn't really interested in getting married or having kids. It was just all about, you know, let's get past high school, get into university and get started here. So mm-hmm. um, a few years, I, I guess, right after high school, I, I met what is now my husband. But, you know, we were dating and he had some rental properties and my parents weren't investing in rentals. And so I thought, well, like, I don't know anything about this. So, you know, just dating and chatting. And um, so he told me all about it and it was pretty intriguing to me. So um, fast forward a couple of years, we ended up getting married and and now have four kids. But um, yeah, so going from wanting to become an accountant to, you know, meeting a guy and and getting married quite early, um, Mm. just really sort of changes things a little bit. And so I ended up instead of becoming an accountant, uh, going into banking, which led me to mortgage mm-hmm. broker and led me to real estate. So okay. a lot of people think, oh, as a realtor, that's where you ended up getting into rental properties. But we actually had rental properties before the real estate uh, career. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's a, a little bit about, I guess, me. I've been a realtor for about 12 years and then I do coaching as well. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband has couple businesses. Uh, he recently retired from one of them and now um, is doing farming and also involved with real estate. So. Yeah. Now, whenever you do coaching, what kind of coaching are you doing and, and in what ways are you helping others in that industry? Mm-hmm. So I coach re- other real estate agents and, you know, whether that's how to build a team to maybe dismantling a team because it's not what you expected oh, to... Yeah. How do you make work and life come together, right. uh, which is huge in our industry because you're always, you know, being called out at a whim, right? It's not like, right. hey, do you want to come list my property in a month? Like, it's like, hey, come right. list my property tomorrow, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And okay. so, um, yeah, so there's a whole gamut of things that come up with, with coaching real estate agents mm-hmm. and, uh, and then personal finance as well. So mm-hmm. just helping couples get their finances together and mm-hmm. relieving that stress, um, saving marriages, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, uh, that's an important one. Certainly a lot of value in that. Um, well, you know, obviously, I mean, I've got a hit on this. You've, um, you know, as life has evolved, you, you now have four kids, multiple businesses, rental property, um, and real estate is tasking. There, there's a lot of time involved in the real estate business. So that work-life balance, I mean, how do you, um, how do you make sure that you're investing properly in all areas of your life uh, with mm-hmm. you know, the, the requirements and commitment of four kids, but then also maintaining these businesses? Yeah, I think that that's a question that comes up a lot because people are like, how do you do it? But really, I think number one, it's running your family as a team. Mm. And so the kids are just as involved in our, you know, we don't keep our our work a secret, which I think a lot of people do like, oh, we have to guard the kids from, you know, our troubles in life, or we don't want to talk about money with kids and all these different things, but the kids are involved. So it's like, okay, guys, you know, I got to go list a property um, I'll be back in a couple mm-hmm. hours. In the meantime, I need you to help with making supper or whatever it right. is, right? And so they really understand that, you know, you have, number one, there's sacrifices in life. So we don't guard them from that. That's mm-hmm. real life stuff. Right. And they need to know that too. And also, you know, we work hard together, but we also have fun together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, how how have your kids adapted to uh, that type of lifestyle, you know, knowing that um, uh, that mom and dad are on the go and that's part of their business. And I mean, I'm sure they've kind of grown up with it. You've been in it long right. enough now. Um, so, you know, what what do you think, how would they describe that? What do you think the experience is that they would describe and, and seeing that and being around that for so long? Um, I think that they... I don't know. That would be a great thing. I should, I should have you interview them. <laughs> but I think that they would appreciate, again, you know, they, they don't take anything for granted. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're humble that way. Yeah. So they, they know what it means to work hard. They know that sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, mm-hmm. like, because, you know, we, we share those things with, with our kids. Like, right. you know, mom doesn't get every listing. That's not how life works. And, you know, you're going to not get everything you want either in life, right? And so I think that we're just super real with them. And we want that from them too. You know, we want them to be honest with us too when they're coming up with struggles in life. And so we just have, again, we're a little bit on an even playing field that way maybe or just that whole working together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if uh, there's something that comes up, then we'll call a family meeting. We'll all sit around in the living room and we'll chat about, you know, what do you guys think about summer camps this year? Like, what are you wanting to, you know, where do you want to grow? Um, do you want to do some public speaking classes? And so we suggest things, but ultimately it's up to them. Mm-hmm. And we just really feel it's important to empower them. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. The, um, you know, as you think about them as a team and then being able to empower them to, to make the, some of those decisions, um, that's certainly a transferable concept, transferable mindset uh, within our yeah. businesses as well. Um, and, and let's dive into that just a little bit. As you, um, you know, you're coaching others on, on building teams. And I know that's become a little more of a trend uh, in, in the real estate space and a positive one um, over yeah. the last few years. So as you are helping 
um, helping others in your industry understand how to build a team properly. What are some tips that you give and what's kind of the process that you provide in helping them understand how to put this team together in a way that it's going to work cohesively um, and still kind of drive forward for the, for the ultimate goal of the organization? Mm-hmm. I think that one of the things that people underestimate is how quickly you do need help. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first things that I mentioned to people, you know, often it's like, okay, I need to start a team, but sometimes people don't even have an assistant yet. And so right. managing one person in an assistant role, um, which is very like boss employee mm-hmm. versus um, employee or sorry, somebody on your team is a little bit more um, equal playing field because you're both yeah. real estate agents. Right. Yeah, so managing somebody and figuring out that dynamic yeah. I think is key to to having success before you bring on another salesperson. Right. And so right. that's one of the first things. And again, you know, people think like, oh, I got to find like a full-time sales um, assistant and, you know, whether that's 40000 or whatever you're paying them, but right. depending on the market again. Mm-hmm. But um, that seems overwhelming to go from zero to 40000 Like that's a big expense. And so Absolutely. just to start... Yeah, start small or, you know, get somebody just to help you with social media, piece that out to somebody and Mm -hmm. then, you know, somebody to help you with managing your database or Mm -hmm. your contacts. And so there's so many ways to do it, but just recognizing that, you know, you don't have to do it all, take that pressure off of yourself Mm -hmm. and be able to, yeah, delegate and that'll free up your mind space um, to be able to go and sell more houses. So we get... Yeah, we get busy and we like to be busy, but it's not productive. And right. so as a real estate agent, you need to be getting out there and making sales and talking to clients, mm-hmm. but sitting and playing with your paperwork and rearranging your paperwork and you know all that <laughs> stuff, that's not getting you anywhere, right? But we like right. to make those excuses and, oh, I'm busy, so I can't make my phone calls and reach out to clients. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the reason I wanted to, uh, to talk about that a little bit is because... Um, if you simply take out the word realtor and real estate, we all in the small business world face those same things. And it's so easy yeah. for us to be very, very busy and work 60, 80, 100 hours a week, but not be very productive um, right. to, to find ourselves going through all of this. And, and, you know, we all have those days that you say, gosh, I was busy all day long, but I didn't get anything done. Um, right. And it's really important that whenever we do that, we fix it immediately. So the next day we don't have another of those because when you have a week or a month or several months of those, that's when you get in the red and, and business just right. isn't productive. You just can't move forward. And um, it's very important, no matter the industry, to find those things that um, that are filling our time, but they're not productive. I like to talk about it as high payoff activity. And so, yeah. you know, in, in your world, um, you know, you're, you're salespeople. I mean, whenever you're in real estate, that that's definitely a sales role and it's balancing out sales and service certainly, but, um, but you constantly have to be in sales mode and yeah. um, it's, it's, it's easy for business owners to worry about the administrative things and the paperwork and, and the mm-hmm. CRM and all these other things that we need to get done and forget about the, the true economic engine of the business. What's going to continue to move us forward. Um, yeah. So that, that's why I think it's so important to, to understand that and see that. And, and I like, yeah. I like whenever you talk about the piece related to, um, because again, a lot of people make this mistake. Um, 
and finding the things that you need help with. You know, it's not trying to replicate, to your point, someone that wants to build a team in real estate. Um, The first thing may not be to go out and find another realtor. The first thing may be find someone administratively to help off, offset some of those activities so you can go out and sell more um, because that's something that's not high payoff activity. That's not something yeah. that's not real productive. And a lot of people too, they'll say, well, no, Candace, like you don't understand. I won't find anybody that's as good as me. Like they don't, they don't know this industry like me. They don't know my business like me. Right. And then I say, well, what if they know it better? What if they can do it better? And then everybody's quiet. They don't know what to say, right? Yeah. Because we, again, we always, we have this mindset that it can only be me. But there are people yeah. that are phenomenal at what you're looking to do and what you're struggling with. And mm-hmm. it's just taking a little bit of time to find that person and train yeah. them and make them better than you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And one of the ways that I sometimes put that is, um, you know, what you're doing is not brain surgery. You learned it. Someone else can learn it. And yeah. and again, it's so easy for us to forget that. Um, but you know, whether it's real estate or it's insurance or it's accounting or whatever, people can learn that. And those are yeah. those are skills that people can learn. So um, there's nothing that we are doing that someone else can't learn to do. And I yeah. always use that to the point: you learned how to do it; they can learn how to do it too. But yeah. but I think the other thing to that point, Candace, is um, sometimes I think we have to remember uh, they don't have to do everything as well as we do. And just as you mentioned, sometimes they're going to do it better, but other times, even if they don't, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly believe there are certain tasks. If someone can do it 80% as well as I can, mm-hmm. it is well worth it for me to offset those, those, those priorities, put those tasks on someone else. And if it gets done 80% as well, well then I can move on to the things that yeah. I can do that maybe no one else can actually do. Because yeah. um, there's so. certain things that, only that I'm going to be best at in my business, but I don't need to do these other things that don't, that don't make sense. Yeah. And I think if we really take the time to calculate what our time is worth, that yeah. makes a huge difference too. But people won't, they don't take the time or they don't want to maybe see that number. But yeah. if you could recognize, okay, I can pay somebody $15 an hour. And when I look at my sales, like if I can even increase my sales by 25% mm-hmm. and looking at that number, looking at my expenses, okay, it makes more sense because my time's worth $200 an hour or whatever it is, then that helps solidify because again, numbers don't lie. Right. And, um, you know, so we can take that emotion out of it and that, Oh, but I I love doing social media. Like that's often where we can get um, tripped up too, is that, well, actually I don't really mind doing paperwork or I kind of like working on my website. Right. Mm -hmm. So but when we could take the emotion out of it and say, look, we're here for a reason, right. you know, we're working hard on our business to grow it. Um, if I don't need to be working on my business, I'd rather be spending it with my family. Mm-hmm. And if we can just um, be really honest with ourselves, then that can help also to make that transition to higher help. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a really interesting point. Um, because there are, there are times that we enjoy certain aspects. You know, I know people that they, they enjoy working on the website. It's not high payoff activity. It takes them longer to do it than it would someone that, that really specializes in it. Um, but, uh, but we kind of have to go back to what's the opportunity cost in that? Because right. by spending time in that website, we aren't spending time with our family or we're not spending time selling. So maybe it's not just things you don't enjoy doing, but are, um, you know, things that just aren't where, where you're most valuable and the greatest benefit to your business. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. 
I actually just had a conversation uh, earlier today with someone talking about um, uh, that that same thing, understanding what our time is worth. Because uh, he was um, in a situation where he was spending a lot of time uh, kind of in a certain task and uh, working with a, a potential client. And I said, you know, I think the case you're getting into is you're forgetting that your time is more valuable than theirs is because of the opportunity cost. You know, you're spending all of this time chasing this one thing. What could you have picked up had you focused your efforts somewhere else? Um, mm-hmm. And and you're forgetting whenever you're sitting there for two hours, what's your time worth? What what yeah. other things could you be doing that are more valuable to you and your business and to your family? So yeah, that's a great yeah. thing to remember. Yeah. Another thing with teams is that, you know, you have synergy within your team. And so as you grow even to an assistant and later to a, a realtor or another salesperson in a different type of business uh, or industry. But, you know, you can you can have so much um, synergy and growth just from having team meetings. And so sometimes mm-hmm. I'll see real estate agents that are a team, but they're actually working independently and they're actually not really connecting that much, but they're just teamed, you know, they're they're working together as a team, but not really doing that well. And so, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's just having an assistant and saying, okay, once a week or once a month, we're going to get together and we're going to do some brainstorming. So mm-hmm. it really gives the other people a voice instead of I do what Candace says. I am, you change that to, um, and, you know, just simply like I do my task. That's what I do. I go to work, I do my task. And when you can empower them and say, you know, what, I really value what you bring to the table mm-hmm. um, and your ideas are just as important than mine mm-hmm. uh, or more important, then let's get together. And, you know, for this um, week for our meeting, we're going to have, you know, 15 minutes and we're going to brainstorm around our social media. So bring ideas. And that right. really gives them the power to say, well, you know what, I see what that pe- that uh, realtor is doing, or I see what they're doing in this industry. I think we can bring that to our team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you get that type of power, again, instead of having the mindset of I know the best, but when you can change that to there are some great people around me that have just as many good ideas, then right. you can really grow um, and leaps and bounds and just really gain momentum in different areas. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, yeah. Great point that there's a, there's a lot of value just in the sociability of that workplace and having those other people around to bounce ideas off of. Um, something else you mentioned earlier in that team process is not only do you help people in building the team, but sometimes in dismantling the team. And that is a, uh, that's tough. I mean, not only is it tough to realize maybe it's time, but then to actually work through the steps of doing that. So let's start on just how how do we know when it's time to dismantle the team? Uh, How do you kind of help people understand what are the cues to look for in that? Yeah. So I think, again, it's looking at just like when you're thinking about gaining um, to start a team, like what what am I gaining by having that? Right. Um, looking at a team and saying, okay, where's the benefit? What What are you benefiting having this other person with you mm-hmm. um, that you are not having without them? Right. And so if you're not meeting regularly and brainstorming, if you're not having a marketing plan that covers both of you, if mm-hmm. you're not challenging each other to gain more sales and you know, spur each other on and help each other with deals that are difficult. And 
if there's none of that and you're like, eh, not really sure how actually that person does benefit me. It's right. great to have two, two faces on a sign, but if there's no real benefit, then, then why do it? Right. So how but do like we go? You, go ahead. Like you said, though, it is very difficult. Like it's almost like a divorce, right? Going through, it's a yeah. very emotionally trying yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be a real challenge. And, um, something uh, that I had read one time that I really um, uh, buy into is the idea of 36 hours of discomfort. You know, we, we oftentimes will um, put off these things that we have to do um, right. for in reality, what'll be about 36 hours of our life that are going to be incredibly uncomfortable because that critical conversation that you're going to have with someone um, to finally make that separation and kind of move in that direction. There's going to be time leading up to it that you're going to lose sleep the night before. And you may, um, you know, there's going to be a challenge after the conversations had where it's still a little bit uncomfortable and some tension, but in yeah. reality, we may put that off for months or even years on something mm -hmm. that, you know, if we kind of just rip the bandaid and say, this isn't beneficial for us. And the other thing is to realize if I really care about the person that I'm involved in this with, the most loving thing I can do for them as well um, is to help, um, help release them from this so they can get in a better situation that'll help them thrive. Um, yeah. But we oftentimes will put those off because of that 36 hours that's just it's ridiculously uncomfortable for us and we just want to yeah. put it off. So we'll deal with a little bit of um, kind of pain instead of just saying, look, this is going to be tough and it's, it's going to be hard, but we got to get through this. Um, yeah. And if you're both growing in different ways, you know, if mm -hmm. one person's like, okay, I really think that we need to advertise here. And the other person's like, no, like we got to start focusing over here. Then nothing gets done. Right? right, because you're both right. growing in different ways, and so if yeah. you could recognize, you know what, if we both let each other go and grow, we'll actually continue to grow in whichever way we kind of feel like our business needs to go. Yeah. Um, but just to note that, yeah, you know what, just because somebody you outgrow or you you aren't in a team anymore, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that they're a bad person. It's just that we've grown past where we were, what yeah. was beneficial to us maybe five years ago. Yeah, sure. Things change and people evolve. Um, yeah. So whenever whenever that decision gets made, what are some tips you give in actually dismantling that team and and trying to move on from that? What are some um, what are some suggestions that you give to people whenever they have to go through that process? Um, to make it happen as quickly as possible, mm -hmm. and so and of course to try and keep everything as amicable as possible. And now again, similar to going through a divorce, right? If you can get through it quickly, make decisions quickly. Um, be able to move on, then that's much better than dragging a divorce on for 10 years and fighting, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's no benefit, there's just loss. And this is the same thing. Like if you guys both come to that uh, agreement that it's time to move on, mm -hmm. um, set a deadline that, you know, websites need to be changed by this time, new branding has to be done. You know, it's got to be a reasonable amount of time, but not too much time. Yeah. Because as you go, it just gets tougher and tougher. So it's right. the easier, you know, the quicker it is, the easier just to say, okay, what decisions have to be made? Okay, let's set a deadline. You know, um, you decide on your branding by this time. I'll decide on mine. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk regularly to make sure that we're going to be able to meet those deadlines mm -hmm. and have it kind of all set out and then implement and get it done. Mm -hmm. That's good. Good. Yeah. And, and do you advise people to, um, 
you know, even maybe before they have that conversation to kind of have some of those things outlined. I mean, just if nothing else, sort of the plan in place to say, these are the steps that we're going to have to take. So when they have that conversation, they don't walk away from it saying, now what do you advise? They kind of have some of those things already thought through so that that discussion can be had right then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because there's going to be things that you won't have thought of anyway that are going to come up. And so as much as you can think of ahead of time um, and to be able to say to that person, okay, I'm not feeling it anymore. I think we need to move on. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, probably you want to get their input first before you slap this, you know, paper on the table of all the things that have to be done. But, um, But if somebody's already a little bit in shock or not really, you know, sure what to do next, then at least to say, here's a few things I've thought of. Um, How about you think of a few things as well, or if there's anything I've missed and let's talk later today or tomorrow. So again, you're just trying to speed things along as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good idea um, to just to at least have a general outline. I mean, things like you mentioned with the branding and uh, I think, you know, even in a business situation, um, whether we're looking at an exit strategy with a partner or, um, or if we're looking at uh, you know, a situation with an employee where we realize it's time to, to move on from that, yeah. be able to have some of those things outlined so you aren't sitting there in that discomfort of the conversation trying to figure out, okay, now what else do we need to do? And you know, I need to make sure to get your keys and then you know, what are we going to do about this office space? We're gonna need to, right. We need to make sure that we've got some of those things uh, kind of pre-planned and outlined. And, and, if, and, if, and if you're the one that's been thinking, hey, we need to move in another direction. We need to do something differently. Um, if you're the one that's already thought through those things, then you should go ahead and, and take some time to kind of outline a little, uh, um, uh, you know, if nothing else, kind of a, a list of, of items that you know you need to go through um, just so that it gets that conversation started. And I really like the idea too of, you know, we're going to meet regularly, you know, so let's do this. We're going to meet once a week to kind of talk about what's next and make sure that we're all headed in the right direction. Um, right. And then I think, too, another thing that I'd, I'd mention on that is make sure to have some sort of defined timeline on that uh, so that mm-hmm. it doesn't drag out for another three months. But, you know, hey, we want to have kind of a clean division, you know, in the next 30 days. And so this is what this will look like leading up to that. Um, yeah. And if you've got employees, I think it's so critical that they know what's going on. Oh, yes. Again, it's almost like parents and kids, right? Oh, we don't yeah. want to tell the kids anything. If we're having a divorce, we don't want to tell the kids, we don't want to have them worry, but there's more worrying because Mm -hmm. people sense that things are not right. So just to be honest and upfront with employees and let them know, this is what's happening. This is the plan. Don't worry. You still have a job, you know, all these different things that are really important. And obviously not to take out your frustrations with your partner on that employee or, you know, Mm -hmm. to, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's a really good point. And that's something that I talk to business owners a lot about is um, whenever they've got to go through this process. And and it, like I say, even with, with another employee, go ahead and let your, the, the team needs to know as soon as you possibly can. Um, because it's obvious to your point, there's obvi- it's obviously, there's obviously some tension uh, when something like this happens. And so it is important that as leaders in our organization, we've got to let them know, let everybody know what's going on, because if not, that tension can create uh, just even worse challenges in the business. And so we've got mm-hmm. to try to ease some of that tension uh, amongst the team so that we don't have people start thinking, well, you know, whole business is going under or something worse right. is happening. Um, go ahead. And most of the time, 
my experience has been the employees know things aren't perfect anyway. I mean, they have yeah. felt that all along. So generally people aren't going to be too incredibly surprised if you come to them and you say, hey, we've decided as a partnership in this team, we're going to kind of separate ways and this is how it's going to look. Um, they, they may very well be relieved if they've already been feeling some of the tension that's been going on through that. So be open yeah. and honest and transparent with them as best you can, obviously, with, without allowing you know, any confidentiality um, um, breaks to take place. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, one thing I want to talk about that, that I, I think is really uh, relevant in your industry right now is um, what's happening in our digital age. And the real estate industry has traditionally been very relationship oriented. It's been very um, uh, focused on uh, networking, building relationships, relationships in the community and community involvement. And yet we're seeing this huge trend um, uh, around the globe of going towards the social media functions and yeah. um, and how we network on social media, how we market on social media, and how we, and I'm going to use this term loosely, build relationships on social media. Um, so how have you seen that shift in your industry? What's the impact been um, for, for you and your fellow uh, real estate agents? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think even as doing coaching and training in our brokerage, you know, if I, if I had a poll and I said, what would you like me to train on, right? How to build your database, mm -hmm. how to keep in touch with clients, uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and um, I don't know, billboards or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty much everybody would say Instagram. Because social media is the sexy topic, right? That's what right. everybody thinks that they, yeah. they need for their business. They just need to get a little better at social media or what am I missing? But ultimately, um, social media really needs to be about staying in touch with people that you already know. But mm -hmm. to, gain that, um, to gain that relationship, you know, we build relationships and rapport in person. Mm -hmm. um, so if I get an email from you, then it's not the same as right now when we're chatting and we can see each other. That's how we build relationships. Mm -hmm. And so social media can definitely enhance that and keep, can keep us top of mind. But we have to remember that communication and networking are so, so important in just keeping in touch with people and making new relationships. So um, you know, if you connect with somebody online, then to have that follow up of, Hey, do you want to grab a coffee? Mm -hmm. And like you said, especially with real estate being a very local type of business, you know, I'm not going to have clients that are in the other side of Canada or in mm -hmm. the U S it's, it just doesn't happen, but right. even, yeah, even to connect for a virtual coffee mm -hmm. and to meet somebody in, in, uh, over zoom or over Skype mm -hmm. is so important Again, mm -hmm. over just having those connections and posting, you know, nice pictures on social media, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I think it's just something that we have to be careful that social media is not the be-all, end-all. Right. So, you're actually implying that we should build real relationships with people and not just simply friend them on Facebook or follow them on Instagram uh, and consider it a day. So, so what, what you, and I, and, you know, to take that kind of in a serious approach, what a novel idea really to say, Hey, we've connected on here, but why don't we jump on a zoom call? Why don't we go grab a coffee? I actually want to know who you are. Um, right. That's, um, 
that's uh, a little outlandish, Candice. I don't think people are supposed to do that anymore. Uh, Funny how we have to go full circle sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And our <laughs> kids are not going to know how to, oh man, and our kids are not going to know how to like have relationships with people, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you say this to people, especially younger people, they're like, uh but I could just text them. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Why would I, <laughs> why right. would I meet somebody in person? Yeah. 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 Well, I, yeah. you know, I think you've got a great approach there um, that, that we all can learn from because so much of our social media presence in business is about sharing uh, kind of who we are and what we're about and the features and benefits of the organization. Um, even in your industry, you know, it's, uh, it's why you would be the realtor to use, but being able to take that to the next level that they actually think of you whenever they have a need or they know someone that has a need, um, that rarely will be done. I mean, unless you just spend crazy amounts of money, that will rarely be done because they just see you over and over and over on social media. That comes through that building of a relationship. And especially yeah. for geographic-based companies where you're really mm-hmm. focused on um, you, you know, a local market or a geographic market, to take that to the next level and say, hey, why don't we actually connect as human beings um, is kind of a novel idea that, that uh, I think the way you said it is kind of coming full circle. Um, but it's it's important for us to be able to do that, um, and and so how does that play in though? How do you marry the two ideas um, with the uh, kind of traditional uh, handshake and, and smile networking with your social media presence? I mean, are there some things you're doing to help lead um, lead people from one to the other in different instances? Yeah, so definitely, like, if I go to a networking event, I try to add those people to social media right away. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we've built rapport in person, then to add them to social media makes sense. And you don't want them to forget you, of course, right. in between either, right? If you wait a year and you've got a whole pile of business cards and then you add everybody a year later, well, they're not going to have the same it's not going to have the same effect, right? And you probably aren't going to have the same results. Um, but also just always to be thinking about what's the next step. So if I have a great relationship with you, we really connected a networking event, then yeah. I want to say, hey, Kyle, how about we go grab a coffee next week mm-hmm. where we can chat more? Or, you know, I, I can t- talk to you more about your business and how I can help your business. And if I have great leads, like, how do I know? I need to know who your ideal client is, right? And right. we can chat about that more. Yeah. And so just to take, you know, to think of networking as the first step instead of the be all end all. Mm-hmm. Just like social media, right? It, it can be the first step and it can go the other way as well. Like I, right. I can go into a real estate listing appointment and the woman will say, oh, Candice, like I knew I would like you. Mm-hmm. So she's seeing what I have on social media. She's connecting with me as a person. She likes that I'm real and authentic. And then when she meets me, she knows what to expect, right? Mm-hmm. And it is, it, I am who I am on social media. So there's that connection. Right. Um, but if you're not really authentic on social media, it's not going to help you in person either, right? So we have right. to be just really careful about that. Mm-hmm. So they all come together, but we just can't put all of our eggs in one basket of social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have a friend that, you know, the way he often talks about that is keeping the human element into social media. Um, because we, we sometimes forget that um, there's a human on the other end of that profile. Uh, yeah. and and we need to do the same. We've got to be thinking the same thing um, 
as business owners that what we're putting out there, that's how people may identify. That's part of our brand and part of who we are. That's how people are going to identify with us. And so making sure that we keep that human element into it and, and a touch of our personality, kind of who we really are so that when people see us um, out uh, publicly, they kind of get the same experience of who we are and what, what they're seeing in us. Um, uh, that's that's a really good reminder of making sure that it's all connected. That the the live piece and the um, the digital piece are all connected as kind of one brand and one identity. Yeah, being authentic too is is just not always posting your wins, right? Like, yeah, if people want to know again. Like, I'm not the one that has problems, right? You mm-hmm. know, so when they meet you and they're like oh, you've got a real life too. You're also a human just like me, right? We, but we start to forget because yeah. we put all these people on pedestals. Yeah. And as, as business owners, as influencers in the community, um, we have to remember that, you know, when people find out, like my oldest daughter has a disability, and when they find mm-hmm. out, they're like, oh, like, oh, you're a real person. Oh, you have struggles too in your life. And it's right. like, yeah, you know what? It's not, it's not all just awards and selling a hundred houses a year, right? There's, there's that human part that Mm -hmm. everybody struggles. So I think we have to be careful not to just only be posting our wins. And Mm -hmm. if you have a rough day, then just post that. It's okay. You know, and and people connect with that too. Right. Yeah. We've all been through it. That's really, uh, really great advice, Candice. I really appreciate it. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, we, we unpacked a lot of things here, but uh, again, what I want people to really understand and take from this is that, um, you know, these are, these are transferable no matter the industry. Uh, a lot, you know, business owners can relate to these types of things and entrepreneurs that are especially in startup mode. Um, these are areas that you're going to have to navigate when it comes to building a team, when it comes sometimes to dismantling that team and understanding how you um, create a, a solid work-life balance. And then also just that balance of, of um, uh, authenticism in social media and then the real life world of, of networking. And, and these are all things that can sometimes be a challenge. So um, thank you so much for just joining and sharing your information. And uh, before we get out of here, how can we learn more about you and, and some of the things that you are doing as well? Yeah. If you want to connect with me anytime, if anyone has any questions or if they want to, you know, ask, uh, you know, me to go into more detail about any of the topics that we've gone over, mm-hmm. uh, feel free to reach out through social media. Again, you can find me almost anywhere. So <laughs> just type in my name, Candice Baxfriesen, uh, or CandiceBaxfriesen.com is my website. So yeah, reach out and I'd love to have a conversation. All right. Very good. And we will have uh, a link to that. And of course, the spelling to that uh, in the show notes. So check that out and you can find out some more information about Candice. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you taking the time this afternoon. You bet. Thank you. Thank you for checking out today's Business Playmaker. Links to the resources discussed in today's episode are available in the show notes. For more information and resources from your host, you can visit him at www.kylegorman.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for the latest episodes. And until next time, make it a great day.